please stay right where you are because it's time for GeorgiaCarry.org radio with Doug and Jesse King. GeorgiaCarry.org is Georgia's no compromise voice for gun owners. Stay tuned for valuable information on protecting your Second Amendment right to keep and bear arms. And now, your host for GeorgiaCarry.org radio, Doug and Jesse King. Welcome, everybody. And this week on GeorgiaCarry.org radio, we're going to talk a little bit about Christmas because Halloween is behind us and Christmas is ahead. And as Snoopy would say, that they've had the ornaments up since Easter anyway. So why don't we just address the the giant gorilla sitting in the middle of the room, Jesse, and talk about what we need to be buying this year? You know, I saw on Facebook the other day this little meme, and it was a picture of Christmas tree, and it says, "For every Christmas tree that goes up before Thanksgiving." An elf kills a reindeer. Well, I've seen the one where there there was a bunny that said, okay, Halloween is over. First one to mention Christmas gets it. <laughs> and, and you know, I think that we have have kind of hyper-accelerated the, the gift-giving season and attempts to draw America out of a great recession and, and to get the economy going again. So I think that there is a lot of impetus on a society to have a season where there is, you know, the, the conspicuous spending is embraced and, and personified throughout the season. But in a larger sense, I think that we have to look at the practicality, especially for gun owners, in getting your presence in time. Right. I mean, if you, you look at you know what we have to do for our kids, when you want to get the the hot toy of the season, you practically have to get it in in October now and lay it away because or July it'll it won't be there by the time Christmas rolls around, and so. Gun owners are kind of in the same boat because if you want to get yourself a, a suppressor or an SBR, you aren't going to be able to do it even now. You're you're already too late. You need to be doing this in February, and and get your trust set up. But if you want to order a gun, it's going to take six eight weeks to get something shipped out, and that's a that's a big impediment for people who are trying to buy gifts for themselves around Christmas or large items for their their significant other. Now, the the thing is that SHOT Show, which is the hugest gun show, the very largest gun show in North America. SHOT Show is the the shooting. It's in January, isn't it? It is in January. Shooting, hunting, outdoor trade show. It's where everybody, you have to have a press pass or be a uh, dealer or distributor in order to get in. But that's where they showcase all of the best new products coming out each year and, and what's going on. And we will do a SHOT Show episode when we come around to SHOT Show this year and maybe even see if we can't take a road trip out there. I believe that was the year we got married last year, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, we have a, a dear friend who's part of the media who who went out there. And, of course, he told us about the, the latest and, and the greatest new developments in firearms at the time. He was so excited. Well, he's he's a little bit of a, a grump, you know, to be honest with you. Every, nothing is as good as it was 150 years ago for him. So... You know, it's a little bit biased. Yeah, all the new stuff is, is not really new. And, and that's another true thing about firearms is that all of the new innovations really are things that have been bounced around since before World War One. It's just now that we're starting to get to the technological capability to implement them so that they're reliable and, and uh, affordable. I don't know. I don't believe there were very many six-shot, 9.3-ounce firearms before World War One. Actually, there there were a lot of four-shot, and there were some six-shot. They were called pepper boxes, and what they would do is they'd have six barrels, and they would be, with all of the cartridges, loaded into each a barrel, like a Derringer. The weight was a little heavier because of the metallurgy of the time, but it wasn't really a new idea. No, I'm talking about the, the weight. Well, where the, you know they make the plastic body on the firearm, but most of it's 
plastic. Plastic, yeah. And, and, and then you've got your steel, I guess it's steel barrels, aren't they? Are they steel? Yeah, they're steel barrel. There'll be a steel slide, and there'll be a steel insert in the plastic for the slide to rub against, because if you had a metal slide rubbing against a plastic frame, it wouldn't hold up more than a few shots. Especially hot metal. Well, it, it doesn't really get that hot. I mean, it's not hot enough to melt the plastic, but the friction itself is enough to cause the plastic to peel away, which is why it has to be set with a metal guide in it. And that actually, one of the arguments is that aluminum frames are cheaper uh, in the long run than a plastic frame because you can save weight on the aluminum by not having to have a steel insert in the plastic frame. So the aluminum over time is more durable and lighter. So I'm about to get a, a new firearm. Yes, I heard that. And I'm really excited, even though it'll be my first small plastic firearm of my entire life. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited because it's pink. There we go. And and we are having a special guest, Mr. Christopher Ellis from the uh the gun store that you're procuring this rather rare firearm from. It's, is it rare? Uh, well, you know the the raspberry ones are hard to come by and I was really surprised that they actually had one in stock and and that was a, a wonderful thing as far as I'm concerned. So, you know, we we contacted them and you've got everything set up to to go pick it up soon and I was talking to the owner there and he's like, "Yeah, yeah, I, you know, I'm happy to help you out in anything I can do." And I thought, why not have him on the show? I mean, he, he's got a, an interesting shop and an interesting marketing plan over at CL Defense in McRae, Georgia. CL Defense in McRae. Now, where exactly is McRae? That's the one thing we're going to have to ask him because it looks like it's halfway between Atlanta and Savannah. So for all those people who say, you know, oh, you guys are so Atlanta-centric, not really. We're going to be taking a road trip. To go get this thing. Yep, we're going to go over the river and through the woods to go get my firearm. And we'll be posting pictures along the way of us, you know, at the rest stops and us at the, the burger joint on the side of the road as we make our pilgrimage down to McRae. It'll be a buffet. Doug loves buffets. Who doesn't love a buffet? You know what What we should do? Anorexics? Is we, should, we should hit the... <laughs> well, the bulimics have figured a way around the problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, we, we should hit the, up the um, King and Prince Hotel down on St. Simon's Island. Is it St. Simon's or one of the other ones? The King and Prince Hotel is at the St. Simon's. And then the St. Simon's Hotel is over... No, no, no. Jekyll Island Resort is over at Jekyll Island. Well, the King and Prince has their all-you-can-eat prime rib and seafood buffet on Friday nights, and I remember that from 15 years ago, how awesome it was. I absolutely love Jekyll Island, by the way. It's beautiful there. I I don't know. Are you allowed to take a gun on the Jekyll? I, I'm sure you can. I I'm mean, telling you, there's a lot of seagulls over there that need it. <laughs> I, I got stuck on Jekyll once, and it was, it was a horrendous experience. But we're going to have Chris come on and talk a little bit about his gun store, because they, they've just opened up an actual storefront. But they have been operating for a long time just as what's called a tabletop FFL. And this is a really interesting thing, because it's something that the ATF had tried to drive out of existence. Now, is this the people that, like, run an FFL out of their garage? Or? Exactly. Okay. And we know one of those locally, the guy um, that runs the one in... In Canton, he does gun repair and stuff mm -hmm. in his home. Chris Hunt and, of, of Semper Fi Arms, and great he supporter. Is amazing gunsmith, isn't he? Yeah, he does a, a really whiz-bang job at slapping those ARs together. And speaking of slapping an AR together, I know that we're kind of cutting into the membership drive, but I heard that the South Georgia chapter of our local chapters is having a build-your-own AR party. Yeah, they are. Um, it's it's going to be done in like four sessions. 
and they're going to have their first session, uh, I think, next week or week after next. At Mama June's. At Mama June's, which Buffet. just happens to be one of your favorite restaurants. So I can just see us going down, building an AR, and, and eating all we can eat. I, I can just see t- all those tiny little springs getting thrown all over that restaurant. And for the next six months, people are picking up these little tiny springs going, what on earth is that? Anyone who's built an AR knows that they have these detent springs that go in to to hold the de- to push the detents out to make make friction, and they're about the size of, of a cat whisker. And you got to push it into this little hole and hold it down and push the detent in, and then slide something over the top of it. And the next thing you know, the detent, which is about the size of half of a fingernail, goes flying, and the spring goes flying. And then you're trying to find someone who sells just the stupid spring because you just need the one part, and you don't want to buy another forty dollar part kits for the stupid spring. And then you have to pay nine dollars shipping to get the spring spring sent to you yeah building like a- the voice of experience building ars is fun so you know we're sitting here we're talking about christmas and what kind of firearm are you expecting for christmas this year honey that's a hard one i i'm i'm really not expecting you know what i want jesse a popcorn popper or air no pop- i don't want a popper that's, <laughs> that's what you me. want you're getting a gun and and i'll probably end up getting a popcorn popper <laughs> the, what, what i want is i want magazines magazines yes i need so some you want like men's health and not so much not oh, you're so talking much. about the the Democratic clips. clips. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. I want some clips for my M1 Garand. They'll look great in your hair, by the way. And an M1 Garand <laughs> to go with it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I. there are some really oddball eclectic magazines that were destroyed in the fire years ago. And if I could find a couple more of them, I might actually be able to salvage something. So. I, I'm looking for an, you know, a couple of Beretta Model 71 magazines. I'm looking for... Deutonics magazines? I, I found those. Oh, yeah, you did, didn't you? Yeah, mm-hmm. I got I got those from Triple K. And, I mean, out of the blue, Triple K gun leather, which makes, you know, we, uh, old West-style leather holsters and some good quality hunting holsters, they have Deutonics parts. Now, the thing about Deutonics clips is they kind of are not clips, it's listen to me i'm wow. I'm a democrat magazines is they're made a specific way Do so I it's know you? hard to use a generic magazine in a deutonics gun clips i was thinking about my hair clips now i need to pick you. some more up hey <laughs> <laughs> yes no the deutonics magazines they're they're a 1911 magazine but they're so short that a regular one sticks out the bottom and they have some really unique design features which are just phenomenal for the time that they came out in the 70s but we are coming up on our commercial break when we return we will have Chris from CL Defense on with us out of McRae, Georgia, to talk about his store, Tabletop FFLs, and exactly what you should be buying for Christmas. You're listening to GeorgiaCarry.org Radio. And now, back to GeorgiaCarry.org Radio with Doug and Jesse King. Welcome back, everybody. And we are joined by Mr. Christopher Ellis, who uh, joins us from McRae, Georgia, to talk about his really amazing store and its startup history. Uh, Mr. Ellis, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks a lot, Doug. I appreciate it. All right. So tell us a little bit about CL Defense. Uh, well, we, um, we're we a small firearms dealer in McRae, Georgia, and a lot of folks don't know where McRae is, but um, we're about we're about 40 miles from everywhere else. Um, <laughs> About 35 miles south of Dublin, uh, about 35, 40 miles north of Douglas, and about 80 miles uh, southeast of Macon. I know exactly um, where that is because when <laughs> when my when my grandparents when I was young I would stay with my grandparents and we would drive to Douglas to get to the Walmart. 
Uh, it was that far away. It was yeah. That was back <laughs> in the good old days when you had to drive to get to a Walmart. You know, it was right, like a special right. trip. So you know right. what I just thought of when you said you're 40 miles from everything. Aren't you a geographical oddity? (laughs) No brother, where art thou? Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, that's about right. So what kind of firearms do you deal in? Uh, A little bit of everything. We, uh, you know, we we have hunting rifles and and handguns and uh, shotguns and things like that. We we more, we probably specialize in in your home defense style weapons. Okay. Do you have Uh, class three items? Uh, we do uh, actually. We we don't really stock class three items, but we are an SOT. We just got that uh, back in June, um, so we do. You know, we we can do silencers and and or suppressors, whatever your whatever your choice is there. But uh, that and, and short barrel rifles and shotguns and fully automatic weapons and those kind of things. So any NFA firearms, we're 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 set up to to do those. But primarily, uh, your home defense, personal defense type stuff. Uh, that's usually what we stock. You know, we stock AR-15s and AKs and and home defense shotguns, and we're you know we're a Glock stocking dealer, and and uh, you know we the pocket pistols, all your LCPs and Taurus TCPs and those kind of guns. So, but we you know, we keep we keep most of that stuff in stock, and if we don't have it, we can get just about anything anybody wants. Well, we were we were discussing before you joined us how Jesse's going to be getting an LCP and how she's so excited that it's it's raspberry. In fact, she's so excited she's wearing a raspberry colored shirt today in honor of her new acquisition. <laughs> That's not why well, I put this shirt on. Well, it is raspberry. Well, I, you, you, women have to accessorize, so. right? I've been trying to explain him this the whole time we've been married that the the Glock just didn't match my shoes, and he doesn't get it. Well, yeah, that's well, be- I, uh, that's because you're not yeah, wearing yeah. giant orthopedic clunkers. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe Doug needs to get in touch with his feminine side a little bit. I don't know. He doesn't have a feminine side. Ah, uh, okay. It, it, it grew out with the beard, and it just fell away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so let's let's get back to your store, Chris. Um, you, you've got a wide selection, and I hear that you just now have an actual honest to goodness storefront where you're you've got like a permanent location. Right. Yes, we uh, we actually started started up back in 2012. Myself and my partner Lamar Marshall, um, he, we're friends here in town, and uh, where there, there there wasn't a firearms dealer around. The closest one was you know about 40 miles away, and uh, we actually got started up you know thinking we would just do transfers and things like that for people ordering guns. But never it, stays very, just there, does it? Yeah, it grew very quickly. We both have full time jobs. Um, I'm a principal at a middle school. Uh, go figure. That's a different story. Now, that's the kind uh, of principal we principal. need, Jesse. No kidding. <laughs> and we would have so many fewer school shootings if we had more principals who were gun store owners. You know, while yeah. we're sitting and we're talking with legislature and we're trying to get this thing handled with um, GeorgiaCarry.org and and the governor where it wasn't, campus, campus carry, carry was not put on the law books like it should have been, you may be a very powerful ally in case they need testimony. So we'll make sure we know about that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, keep me in mind because I, you know, I'm very strong. I'm a strong proponent of uh, of of arming uh, teachers, staff members that 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 want to be armed. I believe I that never, that's would, the cure for the for the campus right, shooting issue. Right, right, and I would never force that on any. I would never want to force that on anyone. But I think there needs to be a definite training component as oh, well. Yeah, um, absolutely. Well, that's 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 fantastic. So you and your your partner both have full time jobs, and you kind of stumbled into this as a hobby. Well, we we did, and and and, uh, and we started out at my house and uh, in my kitchen table, um, and it very quickly grew. We outgrew that, and uh, we put us a little 
shop up in the back in the backyard and very small little storage building shop and and we outgrew that in about six months um but we stayed in it for a while and then this past june uh we actually moved into a storefront it's, it's not huge but it's it's big enough for us and and, and the small town that we're in uh, we moved in in June, and we got our SOT as well. Uh, so we're 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 we went from from a, from a little bit of nothing to you know a full fledged gun store in in about three years to the date. So where's your so storefront we, located? Give us located, an address. Yeah, it's at 104 West Oak Street in McRae, Georgia. Jesse's busily oh. writing, writing this down so we can find you, <laughs> so we can come down and pick up her pink gun. I'm going to find yeah, you. <laughs> yeah, and it, I mean, it's easy to get to. You know, we, we've got five U.S. highways running through McRae. So, like I said, we're you know, it's a, we're really easy to get to. Most folks don't know, may not know where we're at, but we're easy to get to. Now, are you off of Interstate 16 or? We, we are. We're, there's 35 miles due south Interstate 16 on U.S. 441 south. And okay. you have a Facebook page, right? We do, and that's that that that's the real uh, uh, the shocker of this whole business. You know, we we started out when we started out. It was just it, it just Lamar and I, and you know we didn't we didn't get any loans from the government. We didn't you know no 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 bank loans or anything like that. We we started out with with you know five about I think five hundred dollars a piece we put into the business. Obama wasn't uh, offering you stimulus money. Uh, I'm no, shocked. No, we and we didn't ask for anything from Obama either. Um, Why would he, you? Uh, right, but well, he but, is the number one salesman of the year. Uh, now I will say that yeah. he is the he's the best gun salesman in history. Every time he mentions the confiscation, it, it causes uh, people to go out in droves and buy firearms. Well, and it causes something else too. It causes your unscrupulous dealers and and to gouge people. Yeah, and that's one thing we have prided ourselves on is not gouging folks in those times of in those times of we'll call it bannock. Um, <laughs> Panic, we, we, right? You know, we 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 try to stay reasonable uh, all the time, and we try to offer the best prices possible. But you know, we went from uh, we we learned we built this from the ground up. You know that you did not build that that Obama is so famous for saying. Yeah, we did build it. Um, we started with nothing, and and you know, just through sweat and 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 uh, and hard work. Uh, we built it up, you know, and that's tough to do with it when you've got other full-time jobs as well. So we try not to let those things intermingle. Um, but we, uh, you know, we built it up from nothing, and um, and you know, we're just real proud of that. We uh, we go, you go from a kitchen table to brick and mortar inside inside of three years. A successful that's pretty business. amazing. And only, yeah, it is. And the only advertising really is Facebook and word of mouth. That's all we've used. Um, we've uh, you know we've done some local radio ads and stuff like that, but I mean it's. It's been word of mouth, and 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 that's that speak. That's a big, a good testimony to our business model and to to our customer service and our prices. Is that people tell people about us, and that's how we've grown, and that's how we, you know, we've got customers from all over Georgia. Well, let's talk about that for a second because I don't think a lot of people realize how easy it is to find a product with one gun dealer and get it to where they are without us, you know, making the grand road trip to McRae. Right, it, it, it's very simple. I mean, it's a matter of you know, you you call us, tell us what you want. You, if we have it, you pay us. Then uh, all we have to do is just ship to another FFL. Uh, that's that's the cool thing about having a federal firearms license is, is, you know, we can we can drop a handgun in the mail in the U.S. Post Office and and ship it to another FFL and and in your town and you can go pick it up. 
and that makes it so much easier to to be able to move product. You know, when you have specialized items, you know, and that's something that we've really been encouraging a lot of the pawn shops at RFFLs to really get online and get involved in because they may have something that's you know eclectic and odd that in their area nobody's interested in, but somebody you know three hundred miles away is desperate for and doesn't know that it's sitting there available. Right, and you know, Gunbroker has been has has been a big tool. We 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 don't use that a lot, but I mean, it's it's a way to find to find uh, to find guns and to list guns that that maybe you need really need to get rid of or stuff you really really are looking for. Um, you know, that Facebook. I'm telling you, Facebook has blown up the uh, all the gun pages. I mean, there's gun, there's 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 gun. You know, Southeast Georgia gun pages in Georgia. All Georgia right all there. weapons. I mean, there's and... thousands of those out there now. And we're members of, you know, we, we've we've selected, uh, a, you know, a, a group of of them that 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 span, you know, span most of Georgia, covers most of Georgia, and we advertise there, um, um, you know, and, and and that gives that gets us a lot of exposure. Well, you know, it has the advantage of being free. It has the yeah, advantage of of everybody being there, but it does have some disadvantages too. And one of those is that Facebook really keeps tight records of all of the communications that are going back and forth in between. They do, and that's you know that that's that's the downside, and and uh, you know, but you know we're thing about us is that we, you know we're federal, you know, being an FFL. I mean, I'm not scared. We we keep records all the time on ourselves, and 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 we, you know we it, everything's done above above board. Of so so that is, for us, it doesn't bother me. Um, but, if, but I understand. I understand on private citizen personal on a personal level, private citizens. You know they. They, they they sometimes don't realize, and you see people making comments. Well, the government doesn't know what I have. Well, yeah, they do. You just listed it on Facebook. Yeah, um, you know. So it's it's a lot of people are still naive about just how much information is being collected on them. But even with the forty four seventy threes that are filled out, those are kept on premise. Those are not you know reported in. You keep them for twenty years, and then you can destroy them. And at least it's right. it's local to your store. Whereas, you know, Facebook it's it's everywhere. And if it you is. have you have you know you list what you have for your store. Of course, the government knows what you own because you know you you received them in in your bound book. But if I see something on Facebook I want, there's nothing stopping me from calling you up and saying, "Hey, saw that on Facebook. I'd like to get it shipped to this FFL. Where do I fax this thing to?" And Facebook never hears a peep about it. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's true. So I mean, there are a lot of things that you know. Even the people who are more concerned about privacy can use Facebook to be able to find things that are great deals and to stretch your dollar a little further. We're going to take a commercial break right now. When we come back, Chris is going to help us with our shopping list for Christmas this year. Stay tuned. We will be back in just one moment. Now, back to GeorgiaCarry.org Radio with Doug and Jesse King. Welcome back, everybody. And like we said when we went to commercial, it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas around here, especially for people who want to order some firearms accessories or firearms and have them in time for the holiday. So, Chris, from CL Defense, I need to know, what should I be buying for Christmas this year? Well, I'm going to tell you, right now, uh, AR-15s, your, your evil black rifles, so to speak, they uh, they're probably at the lowest price you, you, that we've ever seen them. Um, I would, you know, if you if you're looking to pick up an AR, I wouldn't wait because, as you know, you know, as you well know, that you know one little one little thing happening somewhere in the country or one little 
law being passed or threatened to be pa- be to be passed uh, can can drive those prices up very quickly. You mean the uh, lower we, receivers aren't running for two hundred bucks stripped anymore? <laughs> no, not right now. We've got those for fifty five dollars out the door. Holy um, really? Wow! Wow! Yeah. Yeah, wow. We do. Um, so how much for got, a whole AR? Uh, well, you know, that, you know, that's a range. Right now, we're running. We have been running for the past couple of months. Uh, DPMS uh, Oracles in, in in five five six. We were running those four ninety nine plus tax. That's so not bad. Under five hundred dollars for a Minnesota made rifle. Exactly, and we, you know, we we've about run through those. Um, we can still get them uh, in small batches, but but though we don't have as many as we did. Those went pretty fast. Um, our, honestly, our, our go-to AR right now is the Core 15. I don't know if I don't know how many people out there are familiar with the Core 15, but they're uh, they're they're it's a um, a veteran-owned company based in Ocala, Florida. Uh, they make mil-spec rifles. Um, that's kind of you know their their mantra, so to speak, is uh, is mil-spec is just a starting point. And we sell our best-selling AR-15 is a Core 15 Scout, and it's just their entry-level rifle. We sell those for five ninety nine plus tax. Wow! And you cannot beat that for the money. And they have a no BS, and that's exactly what they call it. They're no BS lifetime warranty, and they stand behind their product. If you put one round through it or hundred hundred thousand rounds through it, if that thing fails, they're going to fix it. You know, and just we stock those and love to sell them. Just before you came on the air, we were talking about um, how South Georgia is going to have an AR build party with their Georgia Carry chapter. But mm-hmm. at, at $500 and $600 a pop for a fully assembled headspace bolt carrier group and, and charging handle AR-15, I, I don't know that I could build one for that. You can't. You can't. If you, if you do, you're going to skimp on some parts. And, uh, and that's what we tell people. People say, wow, I can't build one for that price. And, and, you, and not at that quality, you can't. Um, it's just you know it's just a well built, good rifle for the money, and and I don't I don't think you can get it wrong. And I'll tell you something else too, and this is something we kind of pride ourselves on. Lamar and I is uh, is is as most of the guns we sell, we've either owned or shot at some point. Uh, you know, and at Core mm-hmm. 15, we were selling them, and you said, and I said, you know, these we keep talking about these guns, we need one, so we both bought one. That's my go-to gun. That's the one that sits beside my bed at night. Is my Core 15. That's the one I'm gonna grab first. You hear that, uh, Jesse? Your your gun, your guns. You gotta have a few rounds through it from Chris before you pick it up. Really? <laughs> well, <laughs> I didn't mean that. <laughs> um. <laughs> but you know, if you want me to shoot it, I'll take it out and shoot it. Yeah, sure. Let, let me ask uh, you this: You know, a lot of the guys, especially people who frequent like AR15.com, have already got thirty ARs in their trunk. So, right. what, what what's the next best thing after we get out of these absolutely astoundingly priced ARs? Yeah. Um. Well, I don't, you know, I, I I like as far when you move out of ARs, um, I like your uh, your Killtech PMR thirties. Oh, that's um, an interesting one. Do you you guys very, have any of those in stock? We do. I've, I think we've got six or seven right now, and they're four ninety nine plus tax, which is a very reasonable price. Wow, yeah. Go around and check because I've seen them a size six or seven hundred dollars. Yeah, that's what um, I'm used to seeing too. Yeah, twenty two magnum, thirty rounds of twenty two magnum in a pistol. Um, they've also just released their the Keltec just released their CMR30, which is the PMR30 rifle. Uh, it's got a it's got a collapsible uh, buttstock on it, um, you know, 16, 16 and a half inch barrel. Uh, takes the same mags as PMR30, 
And we've only seen a couple of those in the shop, but we've got we're supposed to be getting about six or eight of those by Christmas. Well, twenty two um, Magnum is no slouch. I mean, a lot of people say, "Oh, well, you know, it's a rimfire cartridge," but you know, people use two two three all the time, and twenty two Magnum is not that far underneath two two three, or even that distant from five seven, which has been a real popular choice for people who have a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> right, not it's not it's a and it's a viable personal defense round now. I think I think you're finding with the you know with the uh, with the improvement in bullet technology, you're you're finding that your smaller some of your smaller calibers that historically people have thought were anemic are actually becoming very viable for self defense. Well, Israeli special air services and and the Saad used 22 long rifle in a Beretta package for years, and I remember yeah. a story about uh, a. a T- attempted hijacking out of an airport in Germany. Didn't they take down a hijacker with some twenty two LR? Yeah. Three hijackers, one of which had an AK-47, they were subdued by Israeli air services with twenty two, and that wasn't even as powerful as twenty two Magnum. So it really does come down to shot placement. Well, and you tell I, people all the time, well, it's just a twenty two. I said, back up let me shoot you with it and see how much you like it. Yeah, you know, what I used to say when I was teaching is, if I find out that you shot me with a twenty two, when I realize it, I'm going to get mad. It's like a skater bike. <laughs> But no, I mean, all kidding aside, yeah, it, it it is better to have something with you than than something that you left at home. And for a lot of people, um, controllability. I would much rather have somebody who can shoot a twenty two perfectly accurately than someone who can take a forty S and W and miss the broadside of a barn. I, I agree, hundred percent. You know, people ask me, they'll come into the shop and they say, "What's the best gun to get?" I said, "Well, the best gun to get is the gun you're going to shoot." Um, if it's something you're going to take to the range one time and you don't like it anymore and you're going to just you know, stick it in a drawer and you're not going to carry it, then it's not going to do you any good. Absolutely. So it needs to be something you can shoot and shoot well. And see, with ladies, it, it, me, it was, let me find something that doesn't scare me. Um, right. Some of those bigger guns, like Doug has a, a Desert Eagle, and, and that thing is just a little frightening to me. It's yeah, the, the, the weight of the thing. Well, so the, yeah. the smaller gun's just not as scary to me. Well, you know, and that it really was a size issue because my Desert Eagle's in three fifty seven, and yet she's using a three fifty seven J frame, and it doesn't phase her like the Desert Eagle does. Right. So, well, I mean, it's just it, 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 it's it's a different perception and a different different feel of the gun, and that that Desert Eagle, you know, it's harder to get a good grip on that Desert Eagle than it is with the J frame too, and that, that you know that makes a difference when you're shooting a gun too, is you, you know, your grip and, and being able to control the weapon. And having someone who understands those kind of like nuances when you're picking out a firearm is crucial. And a lot of people like turn to the online stores and say, well, you know, I can order from Buds or I can order from here and there. But you don't get that kind of personal experience you do from a brick-and-mortar store, And which is why I'm so glad to hear that you've got a place where people can come, put their hands on the guns, get a little bit of feel for them, and talk to an expert, as you obviously are. Well, I wouldn't call myself an expert, but we do. You know, we we try to stay knowledgeable. We we we, we read. You know, we read the 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 magazine articles, the guns and ammos, and those kind of things, and and uh, and gun tests, and 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 all the reviews online. And we try to make ourselves knowledgeable about the guns before we sell them. And then we, you know, we we get guns in. Sometimes we'll say, "Oh, I like that one." We'll we'll take one for ourselves, and and uh, you know, we we break them down, and we we we. We'll shoot our personal guns, and then we can we can kind of give people actual you know hands-on reviews about about a lot of the guns that we carry in the shop, and 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 that's important. We don't I don't we don't try to steer anybody towards any one gun, but we try to give them options, and that that I think information is is probably where we stand out um, from other smaller gun shops, especially around us here in McCray. Um, we you know we 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 know what we're selling, or we at least try to. Now, do you? 
ever allow people to try them out before they buy them? You don't have a range there, do you? No, we we don't. We don't. And that's, you know, that's that's something that people have really asked us to, you know, well, when you're going to get a range, when you're going to get a range. And, and you know, that that's just one more that's one more thing that, that I just, right now we're not ready to do. We just yeah. don't have time. Uh, and then, and, and, you know, it costs a lot of money to run a range. Oh, Absolutely. yeah, it does. Uh, I mean, just the exhaust alone. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so, you know, it's, it, we would love to do it, but, you know, we're 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 a ways away from that right now. And, and location, too. You know, McRae is very small, a big county, small town. Um, you know, it, it, we couldn't do it where we're at now. It had to be somewhere else. And, and you know, we're just... We like where we're at right now. We want to we want to stay in that spot for a little while and and, uh, and kind of build up a, build our client base up a little bit more before we try to branch out. You know the the little gun I'm getting. I'm excited and and we were really excited to find out that Doug's children, my my stepkids, go to school and their teachers are gun enthusiasts. Yeah, and oh, awesome. the one teacher was discussing how. She was looking at a specific firearm that's a Walther, and she really wanted to test drive one, you know. And and we have found that it's really difficult to find a place that'll let you test drive a s- specific firearm. And it, so, it is, and you know, you have ranges, and especially in bigger cities, you can find you know you can find ranges that that rent firearms, and you can go there and shoot them and that kind of thing. And I wish we had. I wish we were able to do that here. Well, the the, um, the truth is, is that you can't. For a lot of the firearms that people want to buy, you can't right. find one that you can rent. I mean, you can rent a Glock, you can rent a, right. a basic 1911, but trying to find right. the newer Walthers or trying to find a Keltec, it just can't do it. Right. And we've actually had ranges. Uh, when you know, We do gun shows throughout the state, and we've actually had ranges in, in different places come to us because our prices were so good. They would, they'd actually come and bought guns from us to use at the range for rentals. That's cool. Um, that's, that's pretty neat, uh, you know. Sometimes, sometimes our prices are low as what they could get it for from a distributor. Um, so, well, Chris, you know. we are we are rapidly running out of time. Why don't you give us your phone number one more time for people to call you if they've got any questions or, or are looking for something in particular, and then we can just thank you so much for being on the show. All right. Well, you know, CL Defense in McCray, Georgia. Uh, we right now we just we use our cell phones two two nine eight six zero one four four zero. That's my number, Chris. You can text or call. Uh, Lamar, he's my partner. Uh, his number is two two nine three one five one seven two one. And right. you know, we're always looking for good new customers, and 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 we just we just appreciate everybody's business, and I appreciate y'all having me on. Well, in McRae in Georgia and the rest of the world, if you need to get yourself a good gun at apparently at a fantastic price, go ahead and contact CL Defense. And folks, we'll be right back with the good, the bad, and the ugly, and the the wrap up of the show for this week. Now, back to GeorgiaCarry.org Radio with Doug and Jesse King. Welcome back, everybody. And we had a really great discussion with Chris there. I, I enjoyed having him on the show and finding out what good things are happening kind of, you know, in the southeast corner of the state where things have, you know, we, we get a lot of, of flack that, oh, you know, a lot of things happening in Atlanta. And, of course, you know, we're on the air in Atlanta, and, and there are a lot of members in Atlanta because Atlanta is the largest city. But there are things going on all over the state all the time. Yeah. 
And one of those things is like the South Georgia chapter meeting that's coming up. And I think that people really need to start to come to these things and, and see some of the great things you're doing. I, I mean, I would love to go to Mama June's, even if they're not building an AR. But there's some people who are really building up great opportunities. And if you're not a GeorgiaCarry.org member, then you're not finding out about how to get involved and, and to get active. And that's really what this is all about. This is about getting people who are excited about the sport, excited about the opportunity, who love their, their individual rights and, and want to defend themselves and others to get together and have some camaraderie and to be able to work together and bring you know new influence to the legislature and to the upcoming legislative year because it's just around the corner as we talk about christmas you know um we have a new northeast chapter for georgia carry i do know um, out of Gwinnett, and they have something coming up, but I can't recall right this minute what it is. Well, everybody's working so hard to bring in a, a variety of events, and if you want to find out when they're going to be happening, you need to be a member. And the easiest way to become a member is go to www.georgiacarry.org and top left-hand corner, click Join Now. For $20 a year or $500 for a lifetime, you can become a georgiacarry.org member, and as such, be able, entitled to all of this information, including upcoming chapter events and what's the most pressing legislation. You'll know which bills are in subcommittee, which are being reported out to the floor, which need your vote, and which ones need a phone call to nudge it in the right direction. So I found it here, and it's today, November 7th, at 5 p.m. at the Flying Machine at Briscoe Field in Lawrenceville, Georgia. Oh, very cool. All are welcome. Come enjoy food and great friends. Well, this this is a good opportunity. So if you're listening to us today on November 7th, come on out to this chapter meeting and meet some people. Get a button, get a pin, get a sticker, join up, and have an opportunity. Now, if you can't make it to the, the chapter meeting and you aren't willing to, to pony up online, just go to a local gun show. Every gun show has a GeorgiaCarry.org booth that's trying to get people the good word about what's happening in the legislature and what needs to be done. On most of the local festivals, I know that they've been out to the Bluegrass Festival. They, I think they were at the Zombie Festival. They're, they're all over North Georgia, Central Georgia, South Georgia, Coastal Georgia, trying to get people signed up and, and excited about what's happening around the state. And without all of the members, it wouldn't be possible. I mean, we have to have people that are willing to call our legislature, to to call our senators and, and our representatives and, and tell them what the people actually want. And every phone call that, that goes into these representatives' offices are very important, and every email is sent, and those are sent by our members. Yeah, so, I mean, this is this is a grassroots organization. It's not liberal astroturf. This is what really happens and what really matters. It's not like what Mayor Bloomberg does when he rolls out the red carpet over things that are important and tries to bury it in money. And, and with that, I think we can talk about some of this good, bad, and the ugly that we were talking about earlier this week, Jesse. Yep, I have the the good and bad, the ugly this week. And, and, and one of them is about the wonderful Mayor Bloomberg and his astroturf. Um. Actually, no. That is not one. Oh, we cut the, that one. We cut that one because it it was extra good. Extra good, yeah. Because he lost. <laughs> yeah, he did. Um, the extra good was that Mayor Bloomberg had pumped like two million dollars into two candidates in Virginia, and they lost the race yesterday, which is is kind of funny. Yeah, yeah, that's phenomenal. So that's a flop for him. Well, it's, it's all it's all a flop for him because he's on the wrong side. You know, truth wins out, and we're talking about what's true. Truth, what's natural truth, what's obvious. You know, this is garage logic. It doesn't take a genius to realize that self-defense is important and it's a real right. 
So we also have the good, and the good owner, the good is coming out of Texas this week that gun owners are suing the Dallas Zoo over illegal no gun signs. The zoo argues that they are an educational institution. Basically, they're saying they're a school. Yeah, uh, because because they're they're a new. There was a law in two thousand three that said most government places you can carry in, and then just last year they passed a law that said, and by the way, if you're out of compliance with most government institutions you can carry in, we're going to start finding you per day that you have the bad signs up. Finally, the lawsuits are starting. And this is exactly what GeorgiaCarry.org did here in Georgia with the parks. And now we're starting to see that same effort replicated state to state as the movement spreads. So if the zoo's found in violation, they can be fined up to ten grand a day. Absolutely. But they can't find them because according to the zoo's great legal scholars, they They're are an a educational school. institution. What exactly are they teaching the tigers not to bite? That actually is not that funny. <laughs> anyway... Uh, the bad is coming out of our media, of course, as usual. Uh, the gun control is being rebranded by the media as reducing gun deaths or gun violence because the media preys on the inability of liberals to think for themselves. As is often the case. And, and this is, you know, just another example of doublespeak. It's very Orwellian. This is right out of 1984. You, you say that, you know, the Ministry of War is a Ministry of Peace. You, the, the Ministry of Truth deals in lies. And here we have, you know, gun safety is really about gun destruction. Gun safety is about gun, um, everything about disarming the people and making them less safe. And it is exactly that same kind of, a backwards thought that is so prevalent in in the works of Orwell that just frightened me to death. And this week's ugly is coming from Hillary Clinton's dressing room. No, um, Hillary Clinton is vowing to push for tougher gun restrictions. In her latest TV ad, she shows that she's a bigger socialist than Bernie Sanders. Really? Yeah. Uh, apparently, Bernie Sanders comes from a state where they have constitutional carry. Vermont, I believe. Vermont. And so he's like, oh, I don't have a problem with guns. I don't really see the big deal. I mean, well, I understand yeah. in cities that it may be a little worse, but yeah, in rural he, Vermont, we don't really have a problem. So the, the those laws quote, need to be state to state and not federal is kind of what he said. No, he's he's more of just trying to appease his constituents with this. And I don't think that he would have a lot of problems with sweeping gun control. But what he says is that what's common sense for New York isn't common sense for rural Virginia. And I don't think that he would have any problem problem banning high capacity magazines or banning ARs or banning probably even your little LCP you're going to be picking up because it doesn't have a sporting purpose. But I think that when we start start talking about confiscation, he knows better than probably most people that there would be armed resistance to that sort of thing. And he's not willing to go there. I mean, yeah. he's the most liberal, socialist, communist person running for president. But he has enough sense to know that you don't take people's guns away. Well, when when it comes to taking guns away, Hillary Clinton has already said that she thinks that Australia-style gun confiscation is the way to end the gun violence problem in america and i beg to differ i think arming more honest people is the way to end the gun violence problem in america yeah absolutely we need to have more people who are good people defend themselves defend others and defend their rights and this is defending their families and taking care of their children this is our highest priority in everything we do this has to be our highest priority and I, I think that it's just a shame that so many people in government are afraid of their own citizens. When citizens are afraid of their government's tyranny, when government's afraid of their citizens, then there's liberty. 
Well, unfortunately, the government has no respect for its citizens, and, and that's the reason we're at the situation we're in now. But anyway, it's it's been a wonderful show this week. I've really enjoyed it. It was great to talk to Chris and to hear more. And I'm, I'm hoping to have some more gun stores over the next few weeks, you know, chime in with what they've got on sale for Christmas and things that you can be looking for and ways to get involved in their communities. And, that, that you know, the, every gun store in these small towns is a focal point where you can get together with more people. And it's a place where you can start your own GeorgiaCarry.org chapters. That's right. So if you don't have a local chapter in your area, if you're interested in starting one, you can contact Georgia Carey and talk to them. They're always looking for someone to lead a local chapter. And if you're listening to us online, right, Jesse? That's right. There's always an opportunity there to get us on your local station. If you if you have an AM station anywhere near you, contact the station manager. Let them know that you listen to georgiacarry.org on the radio every week, and you would like to be able to listen to it on their station. Just follow up with us. Let us know who you contacted, their station manager's name and number, and we will follow up to make sure that we can get our show syndicated with them. And like Jesse said, I think that we're pretty much at the end of our time slot, folks. It goes by so fast. We have so much more to say. So tune in next week, and we will be back. Same bat time, same bat channel. This has been GeorgiaCarry.org Radio with Doug and Jesse King. GeorgiaCarry.org is Georgia's no-compromise voice for gun owners. Tune in each week for valuable information on protecting your Second Amendment right to keep and bear arms. GeorgiaCarry.org Radio, Saturday mornings at 8 on News Talk 1160, the talk of the town.